I'm Jessica Randolph, and welcome to the How to Buy a House podcast, where we empower you to invest in real estate and start building wealth for yourself. It's the biggest purchase of your life, and we're going to teach you how to do it right. Hello, listener. Hope you're having a great day. I've got Katherine Hadayama with us today, and she is our Los Angeles teacher. Katherine is a real-life energizer bunny and has one of my favorite personalities instead of a human that I have ever met. And if you're buying in LA, you know that you need an energizer bunny because it can be very intimidating, which is exactly what we're talking about today. Katherine is an expert on LA and the surrounding counties and has been a top realtor for over five years. She's represented everyone from first-time homebuyers to celebrities, and she's also a mama which makes her even more of a superhero in my book. So without further ado, let's get into it. Oh my gosh. Well, for all of our listeners that are just joining us, Catherine and I are both pregnant and we are both, wait, actually, you might not want me to tell the world that you're pregnant. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm over 14 weeks, so... Oh, okay. Well, guess what, world? Catherine is having a baby. And I just got to tell you. No, <laughs> just kidding. But we are both pregnant. And if it takes us a little bit longer to say what we want to say, or if we completely forget what we're talking about, that's why. Uh, pregnancy brain is so real. Which, do you, do you feel more forgetful when you're pregnant, Catherine? Absolutely. I mean, thank goodness not with my clients, but definitely with what my husband's asking me for. Or what did he say again? Or, you know... So um, he has a great understanding and forgiveness that I have a short attention span and, um, you know, things take priority. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, I mean, we should just completely derail what we were going to talk about in today's episode and just talk about being pregnant because that's all I want to talk about right now uh, because it's so hard. I've got two more months and I'm literally, I wake up every morning and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that I'm a hippo. And also my feet hurt and I'm so hungry. Uh, we have to work and we have to, you know, just to keep on going and yeah. be mom and still be successful. So yes, yeah. we're just expected to just keep going. We're like, my husband's like, I have a cold. I can't do anything today. I am like, oh yeah, you want to feel how I'm feeling for like five minutes? Like you wouldn't do any dishes, any laundry, nothing. No. Yeah. Props to us. <laughs> Shout out to anyone listening to this that is pregnant as well. Catherine, I'm so happy to have you on the show today. You are one of my favorite teachers in our whole network. And truly it is because of your energy. Like you just have a magnetic energy about you. And I bet people tell you that all the time, but I literally like from our first phone call, I was like, I'm obsessed with this girl. And I'm sure a lot of people are obsessed with you, but for our listener, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into real estate and then we'll get into our topic. Okay. So how did I get into real estate? I was working corporate jobs. I was so unfulfilled, right? Just working for somebody else. You have all these ideas. You want to make the company better. You want to do this. You want to do that. And you are the decision maker. <laughs> so that kind of ate away at me. I just felt really unfulfilled. And I decided to uh, get into sales. But I was like, if I'm going to sell something, I'm going to sell the most expensive thing. And it's real estate, to be honest. So that's how I ended up here. You know, we have a high chance of failure in our business, right? A lot of people fail uh, within the first five years. And I went into this business like I am successful or I die. There's no plan B. And I think that's actually a really motivating way to get started because you don't have another choice. When your back's against the wall, you have to make it work. And my ego is big, as a lot of realtors is, but in a good way because it made me think like, okay, I'm not going back to corporate. I'm not going to fail at this. I told everybody I'm going to be a real estate agent full time. 
that's what I'm doing. And that's what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. So in that way, I just didn't have a choice. I'm and here I am. Gosh, you are so inspiring. I love that. No plan B. This is what I'm doing. And look at you. You're killing it. So yeah. And I know this is not your first rodeo, not your first podcast. Like you've done so many cool spotlight features other than this. Um, but I'm so honored that you are not only with us today, but that you're also our teacher in LA, which we can roll right into our topic, which is, so you want to buy a house in California? Let's talk about it, Catherine, because even I... Jessica Randolph in Nashville, Tennessee, like, I think everybody at some point in their life says, oh, I would love to live in California. Or like, oh, I would love to move to California, but I just don't think it's possible. I don't think I can afford it. It sounds so intimidating, but everybody wants that, like, surfer, cool, celeb lifestyle. Or maybe not even that lifestyle, but maybe, like, I want to live in Northern California and drink wine and like ride across the San Francisco bridge. Oh my gosh. What's it called? Golden gate bridge. Woo. Pregnancy brain. There it is. There you go, guys. Um, <laughs> like I think everybody has this like very doe eyed idea about California and you are in it. You are in the market. You are selling every day in LA. And so let's hear it straight from the horse's mouth. What is it like? Let's talk about it. And maybe you can talk about it from obviously like from a buyer's perspective. Um, it may be a seller's perspective too, of like what it is like for people. I'm sure you get phone calls of like, Hey, we want to move to California. Walk us through what does that look like and how hard is it? And what is the cost of living? And let's just talk about it all. Yeah. So, you know, it's always perception is reality, right? So I live in this market. I own a house in Los Angeles. This is a lifestyle. Sales tax is 10%. You know, it just, it's like you are a product of your environment. So I don't wake up every day and think, oh my gosh, I'm selling real estate in Los Angeles where it's like one of the most expensive markets in the world. I don't have those thoughts. I just put on my visor and I work, right? California is one of those places that everybody aspires to be. And I respect people that come to a city like Los Angeles because there are so many trans there's, it's a transient city, but it's like, if you can make it here, kind of like New York city, you can make it really anywhere. Like anywhere it's up to you. Exactly. (laughs) To me, I'm like, well, if you can buy a house in California chances are you can afford most the rest of the country, right? I mean, and so buying a house is intimidating as it is, okay? It doesn't matter what market you're in. If you haven't bought a house before, you're a first-time home buyer, or even if you're a repeat home buyer, it's still something you don't do every day. It's always going to be intimidating, which is why the How to Buy House class is so special and necessary. But in a California market, you might think it's just even more so unattainable. So, Here, yes, the cost of living is extremely expensive. Um, Here, the property, I mean, it depends on the neighborhood, but you were looking at land that's going for $1.5 million for dirt, for 5,000 square feet of dirt. Oh, my gosh. Obviously, location, location, location. I mean, that's what it's all about anywhere, but really more so when we're talking, we're beachfront property or Santa Monica versus uh, Pasadena versus other places. The thing about it, though, is it's intimidating, but it's also so rewarding when you purchase here, because it's one of those markets that appreciates, you know, it's almost, I don't want to say recession proof or anything like that, because it's not, but it is one of those places where if you do purchase a home, it can appreciate just by holding on to it. Even with all of these defects, maybe you hold on to it for seven years and you do nothing to it. You put no money into it at all. It could double in price, right? So it's a safe bet. If you're going to real estate, it's just a hard 
price point to get into. Let's talk about that. Let's say you have someone that moves there and maybe they're not even ready to buy it. Like what is like an entry level price point that at least you need to have ready to go per month to just live in California? Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm going to back you up a little bit more because the first thing I do when I talk to buyers is I talk about where do you work? (laughs) And the reason why that's so important is because the traffic is real, girl. I'm telling you, the traffic is a lifestyle. It's real. It's a huge part of your experience in LA. So if you're working in Century City, I'm sorry, we're not going to be looking in South Pasadena or further on the east side. I'm going to kind of veer you towards Santa Monica or Brentwood or West Hollywood, something commutable. I don't really care who you are. If you tell me you love having a long commute, I'm like, that's a little crazy because it's stop and go right? It's just backed up traffic. LA is one of those cities where it spreads out. New York goes up. New York has double the population we have here, but it's dense and it's up, right? So LA, single family homes, you can get a piece of land with a single family home on it, but that just means the city keeps spreading out and out and out. So you really need to be in a place that you can commute to your job. And then we would talk about your lifestyle, right? So I really try to dig deep into my buyers and say, what do you like to do? Are you a walk the dog and grab a coffee in the morning and that's what you do? Or are you a night owl? Do you want to look for restaurants? Is it more about the bar scene? Where are you at in your life? Because every single community here and neighborhood is so different that you can get the hustle bustle late night West Hollywood scene. If you're coming from New York, say that's where you are in your life and that's what you love about where you currently live in New York, then we can look for that in West Hollywood. But if you have three kids and you're looking for a safe place and you're looking for little parks nearby and neighbors with kids as well, then we're going to look in a different neighborhood. So um, that's what we would first dive into. And then when we talk about that, you know, if you want, say you want a single family home with kids, then... We have to kind of see what you're, we definitely have to see what you're pre-approved for first because it's like even we have to look at what you can afford is if you're going to be in a townhome or a condo, but you like the community, or would you rather be in a single family home and have the yard and you know be in a different community further out? That's going to be a longer commute. There are all these huge factors that really does apply to any city, but here it's on steroids. <laughs> Right. So, I mean, obviously it sounds like, yes, it's going to be more expensive than most other places in the U.S., but what is like your first time buyer price point? If you're like, okay, if there was an average of like, you're at least going to need this much to find anything worth living inside of, um, what is that entry level price point? A million dollars. Oh, I was not expecting that. Oh my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What? A million dollars. You know, my first time home buyers were looking at price ranges of uh, 900, 1.5. I, I just oh lost gosh. out uh, with my first time home buyers. Never bought a place in ever. Pre approved up to 2 million. We offered a 100,000 over list price with nine other offers literally last month, and I lost it with 30% down. Oh my gosh. That's insane. It was a high fire zone. So you need extra fire insurance and um, you need to pay for brush clearance. And, you know, these are the little tiny aspects of Los Angeles living that you really need to look into because fires here are very real. We all have, like, you know, we have hills, Hollywood Hills, Pasadena Hills, these type of hills. Uh You need to take into account all of these things. And I'm still getting beat out with 100000 over the listed price. I don't even know if it's going to appraise at that point, right? Oh, my God. That's in the dark. (laughs) 
Let's yeah. See. Yeah. Wow. And we have a whole nother podcast episode on, you know, what you do in a competitive market like that, right? When there are nine other offers on the table. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I need to learn more, you can go back and listen to our Denver episode because we talk all about it. But that's insane. So, okay, let's say you get pre-approved for a million dollars and you're like, let's go, Catherine, we want to buy a house. Like, what does a million dollars get you in LA? Like, what, what kind of house am I looking at? If you're looking at Santa Monica or you're looking at Playa del Rey or Marina del Rey, it doesn't get you a house at all. It gets oh. maybe a two-bed condo. Ooh. Yeah. But then if you're looking at San Pedro or a little bit further out, not even really Torrance, I'm scratching my head because I'm because a million dollars is still not even a lot. You guys can't see the video, but Catherine actually just scratched her head. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm on the spot and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like million dollars, honestly. Um yeah, so you're not gonna you're not gonna get a single family home at least by the beach. Let's just put it that way. Okay. We would look in the valley. Uh, the valley is is Los Angeles is very commutable to studios and stuff like that, but it is 15 degrees hotter and it technically is a valley. They think that's a less desirable part of Los Angeles. I would argue that because there's beautiful places in it. But um, yeah, so maybe a, maybe a million dollars can get you something north of the valley. Yeah. So when you say the valley, valley, I'm picturing Cinderella story. Am I on with that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have actually, exactly. <laughs> okay. And I'm really aging myself because I'm sure a lot of the Gen Zers listening to this, they're like, what's Hillary Duff? And what is the, what is Cinderella story? Um, <laughs> Lizzie McGuire, watch it. Great show. <laughs> but yes, that is like my, that's my bread and butter. I love Cinderella story anyways. But I just remember watching her like driving her convertible in the Valley. And anyways, that's what I picture when you say that going back to real estate and <laughs> not Hillary Duff, what areas do you see? I mean, obviously like you're saying the Valley is more affordable. Are there areas that are still up and coming, even though, because I know obviously LA is always growing. People are constantly moving there. You guys have a similar pull for obviously like the film industry and all of the arts. I mean, I feel like you guys have this draw to move to LA, obviously for like what it means for your career. And similar to Nashville, we have so many people that are drawn here all the time for, for the love of music and for the music industry. And so for that reason, I'm sure LA is constantly growing, just like how Nashville is constantly growing. But what areas are you seeing you know, that have potential. Cause like when I'm buying in Nashville or if I have an investor coming here, that's what we're always looking at is like, what area is the next to blossom and you know, where are new developments slated for? Um, and where do we see a lot of appreciation coming in the next few years? Are there some areas like that that people should be looking out for? Yeah, absolutely. I actually just mentioned one. Um, it's called San Pedro. It's, it's, um, it's like a, the big port area in California. It's a huge port. But furthermore, restaurants like Yamashiro are investing in the waterfront property. And Yamashiro is a very famous restaurant in Hollywood. It's been around for a very long time. It's extremely famous. And when you see developers and uh, businesses coming down and investing in a property like that, in, in an area like that, no matter what, you are going to see appreciation. So, you know, I, I suggest to some people to consider it, to give it a look because you still get the good weather. You're still by the water. You're right by Rancho Palos Verdes where uh, there's tons of hiking. It's really a, a gorgeous community. Very, very nice and elegant. And you also have money coming in. I always look at where are the developers spending money? That's where we want to start looking. If you're looking for appreciation and you're looking to get in before it, it blows up in a good way, right? I love that. And similar to Nashville, we have um, a few areas that are 
not necessarily somebody's first choice is in terms of what they're familiar with on a map. Like when you get here, and if, if you're listening to this and you know Nashville, a lot of people are like, okay, I really want to be in 12 South, or I really want to be in Germantown or Franklin, and those are some really hot areas. But there are really cool neighborhoods that, to me, will keep growing and keep appreciating that are more entry-level price points like Springfield or Madison or Donaldson and just kind of expanding their horizons of like, yes, this isn't necessarily, you know, where like the coolest restaurant is or, you know, Whole Foods and Trader Joe's, but it's an area that definitely has a ton of potential and we're seeing a lot of growth in. And I like to buy in those types of areas because you get more bang for your buck. And then hopefully as it appreciates and as the neighborhood turns, um, you've got a great little investment for yourself. So, Talk to us about the fire situation, because first of all, fire insurance did not even think about that. I mean, we have flood insurance in Nashville, because obviously we had a huge flood in 2010, but fire insurance, like how do you even, I don't understand any of that. Can you like shed some light on this? I mean, obviously we know the tragedy of the fires and what's been happening there the last few years. I mean, it's just been so, so sad, but how can they insure something like that? Yeah, no, it, it's a it's a huge concern actually for anybody who's purchasing, obviously, because it, it's uh, not just expensive, but it's dangerous, right? <laughs> so obviously, we know fires never go down; they go up, they crawl up. So if you're buying in a hill, usually it's a more expensive fire insurance, and it depends on the zone. So as we would open escrow, we have an environmental report, and then of course, this is something that we'd want to show the lender because uh, it could affect the loan. Right. Because now we're tacking on a whole new cost could be potentially a large one. Um, and some lenders, you know, vary, but it is a it is a big concern here. So if you are OK with that, then, yeah, uh, there is evacuations that happen all the time, you know, and it's a it's a real concern. And um, fire damage is something. Yeah, we have to worry about. But luckily, the past couple of months have been just so rainy and full of water that it's like we have replenished our water supply. The wildflowers right now are on steroids also because there's just so there's so many wildflowers. It's gorgeous. It's more lush than I've ever seen LA in the 11 years that I have lived here. It's beautiful. So um, obviously, if you're in a fire zone, we still have to, to have that conversation. But as of right now, things are relatively damp, and it's great. <laughs> uh, that is awesome. I've never heard somebody so excited about having a lot of rain, but I guess that's what it's like when you live in the desert, so I can relate. Yeah, we are also very lush here as well, but we just always have rain, so that's super exciting. Also, the wildflowers, please send me pictures. It sounds so lovely. I do need to come out to California. Actually, the two times I've been to LA, it was rainy and cold the entire time I was there. And I was like, why do people love it here so much? So yeah, I need to come I need to come out there again and re-experience LA on a sunny day. Well, that's what people pay for, right? So I think that people want to move here, not just for the city and the resources, but also the weather. There's some people who, you know, moods are so contingent upon it being sunny outside. And if that's the case and you have seasonal depression, Los Angeles is a really beautiful place to live because it's usually 72 and sunny. That's kind of what you always get here. And also, once you acclimate, you don't realize how special that is until you go somewhere else. But like, I can always take my, my baby out for a walk. Like there's never a day really that I can't do that unless it's downpouring, which again has is rare, but I can always bring him outside. I can always go to the park. I can always enjoy the weather. The weather is always something that's like a variable I don't have to worry about. 
having that is so nice. It really is. Yeah. What do you talk about when you get down, you know, when you're sitting down with someone at a coffee shop, you can't say like, oh, how's the weather? Like, <laughs> because it's always great. But like the weather is a huge deal in Nashville. We are constantly, we've got crazy storms, tornadoes. It gets like sweltering hot in the summer, really cold in the winter. I mean, it's just intense. Uh, we get it all. So I just, I can't imagine like that not being a factor. But man, that sounds so lovely. Well, and that's why I really wanted to talk about buying in California. Because again, I do think that there are so many people that want to, and it just feels like something that's so untouchable. And I think having this conversation just makes it seem, it seems more doable than I thought. Obviously a million dollar entry price point is crazy to me. Some of the best buyers I have can afford that much. And I'm like, wow, congratulations. That's a healthy, healthy budget. Uh, We're definitely going to find everything you need. So the price point definitely is just so different. Uh, But I think you also get paid more in California, right? Like most jobs end up paying more. So it is all, for the most part, pretty relative because your income level is probably a lot higher in LA than it is here in Nashville. And so I think you have to consider that too, that it's just, it's a different way of life. So maybe you can move us into like culture, Catherine, like what is the culture like in LA if somebody wants to move to California? Maybe you can touch on that for a little bit. Do you walk into celebrities like every day or is that not real? You know, I probably do and I don't even notice, which is probably why I'm married to my husband because he works with them on a daily basis and I don't have any interest in it, which is funny. So that's why we work out. But okay, so culture, this is such a fun topic. So I'm excited you brought it up. It's like if you want to live a quiet life with your kids and be in a suburb of LA, you can totally find that. If you want to be out every night and just living your best life and, you know, out at the bar or restaurants and in the dining scene, you can totally do that too. And it's all relatively in a small, short distance, or you're a beach bum and you spend every day at the beach. Like that is right there. Absolutely. Go down and do it. Or you're career driven and you want to work in in a high rise in century city and be a talent agent. You can do that too. And wear your black suit every day. Like this is a city you can literally do anything in. People think it's just about entertainment. It's not at all. It's like, I, I believe it's 20%. Don't quote me on that exactly. But I think it's only 20% of the people that live here actually work in the entertainment industry. Wow. So, yeah, it's much lower than you would think, probably because there's so many people here. But um, regardless, like it's not all just about that and Hollywood. It's also about just living your hiking lifestyle, being in Malibu, going to the pier, going to the Santa Monica Pier and taking friends and family there, being in Rancho Palos Verdes and stopping by Terranea for dinner, or uh, Long Beach, going to the aquarium, or the beach cities. I mean, there's just so much to do. Downtown Los Angeles has cleaned up a lot. It's actually a really great central place to live. Burbank has an equestrian area. You can have a horse and a stable in Burbank where Walt Disney Studios is. Wow. It's crazy. Like you can do anything here. If you want new development, we can go up to Santa Clarita. Developers are buying up that land like crazy. That's a great appreciating neighborhood. And you can get a brand new house there. Wonderful, beautiful, around maybe a million, probably 1.5. But still, we're talking, we're talking in that area, in that range. So yeah, you know, it's wow. Everything is here. Everything. I have clients that work the New York Stock Exchange in LA. Wow. Right? They're working New York hours. I mean, and but they want to be here. Wow. You really, I mean, I wasn't thinking that I even liked LA until that that tangent because that really does sound amazing. And now I want to come visit immediately. That sounds so fun. 
I have a love-hate relationship with it, if I'm com being completely honest and vulnerable. But what it's made me do is become the best version of myself. I truly believe I can go anywhere in the country and sell real estate. Mm -hmm. I, I truly believe that. Because here, I have to keep up with the big dogs. Yeah. And guess what? Big dogs, they're the ones who are on million-dollar listing. Those are the people at my office meetings. Tra I sat in the room with Tracy Tudor on Tuesday while she gave me listing presentation, you know, little tips. I mean, she's right there. I could literally reach out and touch her hand. And this is the type of opportunity that my city provides me for my industry. So just think of your industry and know that whoever is in LA and whatever office is in LA for your industry, I guarantee you that the top of the industry for you, those people are in this office. That is super inspiring. And I think, you know, that's why the class, the how to buy house class is so important too, because I think even though you are in a city like LA where it is an expensive entry level price point, it's still worth investing in. And your city is still growing and changing and morphing. And you absolutely want to still get in on that and own a piece of that. Right. And, you know, we talk about it a lot on this podcast and we always talk about it in class, but Owning real estate can really set you up in a financial way that you would have never dreamed of. And just because something's expensive out the gate doesn't mean it's not going to make you money later. So I want to encourage our listeners that maybe, you know, you got pre-approved and you're looking in that $200,000 price point. Whether you're in that lower bracket or higher bracket as far as your purchase power, to me, it doesn't matter as long as you end up owning some land and owning real estate because it ebbs and flows, but for the most part, it usually always appreciates. And that's the power of, of buying a house, truly. So don't let the purchase price scare you away from it. But Catherine, tell us, like, if you're renting in LA, okay, let's say you haven't um, come to class yet. You haven't learned yet how to buy a house. Like, what does it cost even just to rent a, a place in LA? Like, what are you looking at per month for like a one-bedroom studio apartment? Well, definitely, obviously, it depends on where. I mean, you need a healthy budget. I have a client moving from New York right now who is going to be renting, and her budget's between four to seven thousand a month. So that to me gives me opportunity. You know, that to me is like, okay, good. I feel confident we can get you something. Does that put it? for you, right? Wow. Yeah. Because if you had that kind of budget in Nashville, I'd be like, cool. Do you want to rent the white house? Because that's what you can afford with that budget. Yeah. She, uh, she needs a one bed. She needs a one bedroom with a den or an office, but she would prefer two bedrooms. So, you know, that is a healthy range that gives me opportunity. She's going to be actually working in century city that gives her the opportunity to get something in Santa Monica or Brentwood or West Hollywood or Beverly Hills. Um, those with that budget, I can find something that she will like. So that makes me feel reassured. If it was cut in half, we'd be looking elsewhere. We would definitely be looking elsewhere because of course it's not just about location, but also do you need a laundry on site? Do you want modern? Do you need a balcony? Do, what, what do you need out of where you're going to live? Do you need electricity? You know, is <laughs> plumbing a concern? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, okay, you can afford a tent. We're going to get you a tent, but it's just going to be a one bedroom tent. Just to put it into perspective for you, Catherine, if you had, you know, asked the same question for Nashville, I would say entry level price points like $1,500 a month. And you could probably find like a two bedroom apartment for, for that much. So, I mean, it's just crazy. Like the difference. You can rent a room in the neighborhood I'm sitting, my house is in right now for $1,500 a month. You can rent a room. A room. Oh my gosh. So are you seeing a lot of people leaving California? Cause we, I mean, we joke all the time, like, oh yeah, million dollar house sold down the street must've been a California buyer. Cause 
in the last three years, honestly, since the pandemic, we had so many people leave California, especially because you guys were a lot stricter on your guidelines and regulations with, with COVID. And we were a lot more relaxed and chill, which I'm a little grateful for. But you know, a lot of people end up leaving because they were like, this is so expensive and I can't even enjoy the things that I love about LA because all those things are shut down. And so we had a ton of California buyers. Um, we still have a lot of people moving here from California, but are you still seeing that? Like seeing a lot of people migrate? Absolutely. If they can. Right. But I just had a client move who has a beautiful house in Florida and her company, which is here in Los Angeles or New York City, um, and they want her in L.A., you know, she had to sell her house in Florida and move here. So I'm seeing both. I'm seeing both situations. Just also like living in California. Yeah, some people want to move. I have clients right now who said, I want to have another baby, but I don't know if I can afford it if I live here. Wow. Wow. They're here because of their job and their industry and they need to be because they can't make what they're making unless they're here. But yet they're holding back on extending their family yeah. because of concern of financial concern. Yeah. And they're in a condo right now. And the reality, that's that's what I have to deal with. You know, that's that's the conversation I have with clients here. So you're living the dream. You've got all the resources in the world. You've got the best dining. I would argue in America, I truly believe if you want, the ethnic food here is incredible. If you want uh, Mexican, obviously, but like Ethiopian food, like you can find anything here and it's authentic and it's great. And there's nobody who's ever going to out weird you, he, you here. And I mean that as if you think you are weird and expressing yourself. I promise you there's going to be somebody else that is going to just far surpass you. So it's like this awesome city you could be yourself in. It's just makes you feel like empowered and you're with all the top dogs. It's just an inspiring place to be. But yes, the cost of living here is expensive. And I think that kind of keeps you on your toes. I would argue that as well. It keeps you on your toes. You got to keep up. So I love it. That makes me feel super, super great. Because I mean, we, we all are weird in a way. For sure. We all have our weird things. But I love that you're like, you can't be out weirded in LA. <laughs> I love it. That's so awesome. This has been such a fun episode and I love learning more about California and I definitely need to come. And if you're listening to this and you live in California or anywhere in SoCal, you can come to one of Catherine's how to buy house classes. You can follow her on Instagram. You can reach out to her and just have her represent you as your realtor, but she's amazing. And Catherine, I'm going to wrap this up with the question I always ask all of our teachers. Um, and that is, if you had one piece of advice to give to our listener as a golden nugget, what would it be? And it doesn't have to be real estate related. It could literally be any advice. So I do apply this to real estate, but I always believe you miss 100 of the shots that you don't take, right? So if you don't try, you won't get anywhere. And when I always tell buyers, like we have to, we have to roll the dice. We have to see, we have to actually put the effort in and see what sticks and see if we get it. We will definitely not if we don't try. So that's my advice just in life. And that's always worked for me. And, uh, and it's just something I live by on a daily basis. That is so good. That's so good. I needed to hear that today too. Cause I feel like there's a lot of people that are like, I'm, I only want to do things that I'm good at, or I'm only going to try this. So I know I'm going to succeed. Or if I don't succeed, I'm a failure, but really like just not trying at all is the only failure that could possibly happen. Absolutely. Man in the Arena is also another thing, Theodore Roosevelt. Um, if you haven't read that, read that. And it's just basically about respecting the person who's in the arena. Ooh. And um, just like, you know, you respect that person, not the critic on the sideline. 
You respect the person who's doing it. So good. So whether it's how to buy a house, whether you're looking to buy a house or whether you're just like looking to make a job move, whatever, you know, I respect you for trying, for giving it a thought and for following through with it. It's amazing. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of this and shedding some light on the California Dreamin' that I think all of us have done at some point in our lives. And definitely I will be calling you if I decide to move to LA because I can see why so many people love it now. And also because you're there. <laughs> well, I hope that you feel great at 14 weeks and enjoy enjoy the rest of your your pregnancy. And this has been so much fun. Totally. Thank you, Jessica. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Stay tuned for more episodes from the How to Buy a House class. You can follow us on Instagram. We're at the How to Buy a House class. You can also email us. Yes, we still use email and we would love to connect to you that way as well. You can reach us directly at hello at howtobuyahouseclass.com. And I also would love to connect with you. My Instagram handle is at Jess Lou Randolph. And we hope you have a fabulous day. Thanks for listening and God bless you.